This is Miles, and you're listening to Talking with Beauties. Hey, what's going on, guys? So on this episode, we talk a little bit about March Madness. Me and my two guests do a short little two to three minute segment. We didn't want to spend a whole episode talking about the semifinals and finals, so we just put it in the beginning of this episode. Then we got straight into the opening weekend for MLB. So we talked a lot about every team, every game, big players, uh, big standout performances, bad performances. So we we uh, nailed a lot of the a lot of the teams, a lot of the players. And the thing was, uh, at the very end, we give our our uh, player of the week. So each of us gave our favorite player that um, we thought played the best and during these opening three or four games. Then at the very end, we ended on some trivia. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Talking with Beauties, episode 27. And we're back into the normal normal week schedule. So we got Wednesday news on Wednesdays, and we got us recording on sa- Sundays, Saturdays, whatever, on the weekends with my guest. And my two guests today, we got Bryce Sermonelli, and we got Connor Bustamante. What's going on, boys? What's up, Miles? Oh, I, was wait- I was waiting for him. <laughs> well, we introduced you first, so I just thought, you know, made sense. But yeah, I'm here. All right, guys. So on today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about March Madness, but we're mainly going to talk about all things MLB. So opening weekend, we had all the ga- all the teams play either a three or four game series. All the games have been wrapped up besides the Phillies and Rangers games. So we'll give you live updates when those scores happen. But besides that, all the other games and all the other series have ended. So we got a lot to talk about. So let's get straight into the March Madness, though. Two games happened yesterday on Saturday, San Diego State versus FAU. San Diego State hit a last-second field goal, moving them into the championship game for the first time in their history, 72-71 final. And Miami dropped a huge, just terrible game, honestly, against UConn. UConn just destroyed them, 72-59, and they move on. And they're the most experienced team in this tournament remaining. And against San Diego State, I don't know if – if the Aztecs have what it takes, I think UConn's a great team, and they, they've been showing it all throughout this tournament. Bryce, what have you been seeing about these two teams? Um, well, I mean, my bracket was busted within, like, the first couple games. I didn't – I had both these teams going, I think, to the Sweet 16, but I, I didn't think they would make it this far. But I think they're both playing good. I, I think UConn's going to be really tough to beat, though. Yeah, I agree with you 100% there. Connor, what do you got, dude? Um, yeah, you know, this is my first time doing it. Uh, probably going to be my last. I think that was pretty dumb. It was – let me see. Hey, you got a bad first impression, all right? This is probably I the worst year for brackets. 16 was the last time I won one, and I won one game. Oh, no, two. Yeah, so wow. – yeah, no, this year was a bad year for, for brackets. It was a bad year to introduce you to brackets, too. So I think that if you do it next year, I think you'll have more fun. No, they lost me. All right. Anyways, let's do a quick pick. Who do you guys got winning the championship? Connor, who do you got? I'm going to go with SDSU because I, really, I don't know what UConn is. All right. Bryce? Uh, I'm going to go with UConn just because Connor says San Diego State. Ooh. You have to go something different, Miles. What? I got the refs? You can't. Yes. Or tie. 
Yeah, I guess a tie. I got UConn. UConn's been destroying all their opponents by 15-plus. So I got UConn winning this one. That game will be played on Monday evening. So I don't know if I'll watch it because I think UConn's going to blow them out. So should be a good game, though. We got Where is that? Team San Diego is that State Connecticut? Yeah, UConn, UConn, yeah. University of Connecticut. I don't, you really didn't know where UConn was. Nope. Wow. All right, guys. So let's get straight into MLB talk. So we'll start off with our first game of the or first games, excuse me, the Braves at the Nationals. So they had a three game set. Atlanta taking the first two by a score of seven to two and seven to one. Washington taking Sunday night, Sunday's afternoon's game, four to one. Um, a couple of big big players this weekend. We'll start with game one. We had Travis Darno. He went four for five, two RBIs, two runs. Max Freed, though, only went a, a three innings and a third, one run. Four hits, two strikeouts. Uh, Patrick Corbin on the other side, though, three innings, two runs, um, or two runs earned, excuse me, out of four runs, seven hits, three walks, three strikeouts. Um, big night for Darno. What do you guys think about that? Um, I, I didn't watch this game, but um, looking at the highlights, I mean, he started off um, swinging it hot, I guess. Um, Patrick Corbin uh, got lit up again, which – is normal. That's how you know baseball is back. So I think that kind of shows everybody everybody that loves baseball that uh, baseball is back when Patrick Corbin's getting lit up. So yeah, good point. All right, Connor, we'll have you do Saturday night's game. So Saturday was the seven to one final for Atlanta. Spencer Strider was the the talk of the game. Six innings, three hits, no runs, none earned. Three walks, nine strikeouts. Matt Olson also getting two home runs in that contest, three RBIs, finishing the game, two for three with a walk. What did you think about Strider? Strider, yeah. Stride was good. He has his mustache, and I think so. Um, yeah. Great analysis. All right. Sunday, we had a 4-1 final. Washington did win. Mackenzie Gore actually was the player of the game to me. Five and a third. Got three hits. One run, four walks, six strikeouts. Bryce, anything you want to add to this? Um, I mean, the Nationals traded Gore. Uh, he was part of the Juan Soto deal. So, I mean, if he can consistently pitch well like this, I, the Nationals aren't going to be good, but their future might be. Um, but he had a good first start of the year. Yeah, for sure. And especially when you look at the hits, Atlanta getting 12 on Thursday and 11 on Saturday to go out and only give up three hits with a total of four. That pitching staff was great on Sunday. Very positive uh, impact from Mackenzie Gore. So great job by Washington Nationals on Sunday, not getting swept. Any last comments on these guys? Nope. Nope. Uh, All right, so we'll move on to San Francisco at New York Yankees. Thursday, this was the first final of the game. This was the first game. Yankees winning 5-0. to zero. Um, Aaron Judge starting off hot where he left, left off. First inning home run. Finished the game 2-4 for four with two RBIs. Um, I thought Logan Webb did pitch well, though. Six innings, four runs, four hits, two walks, 12 Ks, which is the most in Giants opening day history. But he did give up two home runs, another one to Glaber Torres as well. Connor, anything from this? No, it was just kind of the team that thought they were going to get Judge played against them their first game of the season. Yeah. Kind of, we get a home run first pitch, too. Yeah, for, 
It could have. I don't know. Was it first pitch? It was definitely first at bat. First at bat, isn't it? But uh, yeah. but yeah, not surprised that Aaron Judge went deep. It's just it's good to see him getting hot again. Anything from this, Bryce? Um, I, Garrett Cole actually pitched really well. Um, I think he set, didn't he set the opening day record for strikeouts for the Yankees? He might have. So his stat line, six innings, three hits, no runs, two walks, 11 strikeouts. So I would not be surprised if that was a record. 11 yeah. strikeouts is a great start. I, I think I think that was, that was a good start for him, especially because he likes giving up a lot of home runs uh, at Yankee Stadium. So, uh, yeah. He needs he can build off that. So Yeah, for sure. So we'll head into Saturday. Giants winning this one by a score of seven to five. Carl Crawford getting a home run in three RBI, finishing the game three for five. Alex Brandon Cobb Crawford. though. What did I say? Carl Crawford? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't he know might be on the team too. Name, I don't so. <laughs> Brandon Crawford finishing the game three for five. A home run and three RBIs. Alex Cobb, though, only going three and two-thirds. Only giving up a run, uh, one or two runs. One was earned, six strikeouts. I don't know if he was going high on pitch count, um, but only one walk. So I'm, I'm not sure where was that, the reason behind that. Judge did get another RBI, though, in the game. So Giants able to, to prevail in this one. Any comments on this, guys? Connor? Um, I'm, just, I'm so ready for the next one. I don't know what it is, but I'm ready. Well, yeah, Connor doesn't like the Giants. That's why, because he's a Dodgers fan. Um, I mean, they the Giants responded from getting shut out on opening day. Facts. Yeah, pretty much. Like Crawford had a nice game too, so just a solid game by the Giants. Yeah. We get into Sunday. Yankees shut out the Giants once again, though. Six zero was the final. Ross Stripling pitching up for the the Giants. Five innings, six hits. Four runs, all earned, two walks, and three strikeouts. Where on the other side of the ball, we had Judge Stanton and uh, Kyle Higish- Higishioka, something like that. How do you say it? Higashioka. Higashioka. There we go. Yeah. Uh, all three of them getting their home runs with Judge and Stanton hitting their second of the season. So big power bats today by the, the Bronx Bombers. So I'm not very surprised that they ended up winning the series. Uh, Connor, since you're so ready for it. What do you got on this? Which game is this? Holy shit. The 6-0 win by the Yankees on Sunday. Oh, that's today. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, they put up more points than the Giants, so they ended up getting the win. Did you just say points? And it, he, he did say points, but I'm just going to say it's okay. I'm still on March Madness, I guess, so. I'm so excited about it. All right. Any last comments from this series, guys? Um, the Yankees are going to be a good team, but they're probably going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. To who? For a second. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. We'll head to the next series. We had another three-game set, Orioles at the Red Sox. We'll start on Thursday. Final score was 10-9 Baltimore. Uh, Kyle Gibson getting the win in this this one, but he wasn't even the star of the show. We had Ali Rushman going five for five, getting his first home run of the season, four RBI, an outstanding game. I think he's the fourth or fifth catcher in history to go or get five hits on opening day. So very uh, impressive from from Rushman. Um, coming from a 
uh, catcher Bryce. What do you think of this performance? Um, come out like that, especially hitting a home run first at bat. I think it shows why he was a number one pick. Um, it's it's tough. It's tough hitting and being behind the plate, managing the pitcher and all that. So I think he, that just shows how good Rutschman is, especially the first game of the year. Yeah. And on the other side, Boston, Verdugo, Devers, Turner, and uh, Yoshida, all with two hits. So it, the final score of the hits was 15-11 to 11 Baltimore. So for Baltimore to come out on, on top like this and add, Adley, getting a third of those hits. And it, it's a good sign for Baltimore, I think. So we'll head into Saturday. This game was brutal, though. Baltimore leading 8-7 into the bottom of the ninth. Two outs and a pop fly to kind of like a no-man zone. But then left, left fielder is able to get over to it. Drops it in the palm of his glove. Runner gets to first. Next person up is Duvall, and he made him pay. He walks it off, winning by a score of 8-9 to for Boston. So they come back and upset Baltimore pretty much, I would say, because they had no no reason to win that game. Uh, Connor, any comments from this? Yeah, that's tough. I don't even, I don't know who that guy was or, like, if he's, like, high caliber. He doesn't deserve to be named. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, hey, just shake it off. Get, get him next time. Yeah, Duvall got the two home runs that game, a triple – and five RBI. So he was a double away from the cycle at that game. And for him to end it on a home run after an error, just it's tough luck for Baltimore right there. Although uh, Austin Hayes did finish the game five for five with a home run for Baltimore. So another good game from a Baltimore player in this one. And like in October, if they're like 20 games back, I don't think they'll look back at that and be like, oh man, if only he would have caught that. <laughs> You don't think Baltimore's making playoffs? No, I, I, I don't know. But, like, either way, I don't think this – if they do miss it by one game, that'll actually be kind of crazy. But I don't think something like that will be looked back on in, like, six months or five hour long days. And we head into the rubber game on Sunday. Boston winning this one 9-5. to five. But the ex-Dodger, Kike Hernandez, hitting his second home run of the season – uh, ending the game two for four with two RBI. Um, nice hit by Kike. If we're looking at the highlight, it just it was a no doubter for sure. Connor, though, what do you think? You're you're an ex uh, you're, about your ex Dodger player. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised if he's doing well. That I think, like everyone talked, like we'll probably point towards like Seager and Turner about players Dodgers should try to keep. But I think Kike has been the one that they should have tried to keep. He's always like a utility guy, but I always thought. He should be like the everyday second baseman. They just let him walk after 2020. Yeah, no, it's a, it's tough for them because, like, you look at all the injuries that they're having and stuff like that. It's like, man, Kike could be facing – be put in those spots right there. So, compared to all, all the other ones, I do agree with you that Kike is probably the hardest one to lose. So, before we head on to the next game, any last comments on these, these games, guys? Bryce, have any comments? Um – I think I think both of these teams might be able to compete for a AL East championship if the Yankees find a way to be the Yankees later on in the season. Um, but I, I think the Orioles in a couple years are going to be pretty good with how young they are and having the number one farm system. So. 
that's what I kind of got from that. Okay. Right. I like that. Good. All right. We'll head on to Brewers at Cubs. So this was a, another three-game set. Chicago winning opening day on Thursday by a score four to zero. Marcus Stroman was the player of the game for sure. Six innings, no runs, eight Ks, uh, three hits, three walks. So could clean up the walks, but getting eight strikeouts on opening day is going to be a little bit of rust there. So Stroman coming out on top there, getting credit for the win. Corbin Burns, though, credit for the loss. Five innings, four runs, four hits, three walks, three Ks. Did you guys end up watching this game at all? No. Um, I watched – I watched the highlights um, because uh, Terang made his debut, um, but I I didn't really see anything other than that. Okay, yeah, I didn't watch too much besides uh, I did see that Swanson did come up uh, with his first couple of hits and first RBI though. So, what yeah. do you guys think about Swanson this year? Do you think he's going to do anything? I mean, nothing like. Special, maybe, but I, I think he's gonna be pretty good. Bellinger went, I think he went like 0 for 3 or something. Are you surprised? No, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, okay, all right. Just got the asset. Yeah, I mean, of course, it would be nice to see Bellinger do better. I mean, you probably yeah. have the stats for the rest of the series, so I don't know. I honestly have no um, idea. do not have Bellinger as one of my key players to mention, so. Uh. Is that because he didn't do anything? I don't know. But I guess it, there was definitely better players this last uh, series for sure. All right, so we'll head into Saturday, though. Milwaukee did take this one by score 3-1. to one. Uh, Woodruff pitching six innings, three hits, one run, one walk, and eight strikeouts. Swanson, once again, though, going three for four. Hap Daddy getting going two for four with the home run. And Steele, though, did pitch well, didn't, didn't give up a run. Uh, one walk, eight Ks, three hits through six innings. So solid pitching on both sides of the ball. Um, very solid game. So I think this kind of proves that Swanson might be doing something as he's already six for eight his first two games. Any comments from this, guys? Um, I think one of the, this game was kind of one of those ones where uh, uh, Rob Manford probably would have liked because it was low scoring and it would probably got out of there and – under three, under probably two and a half hours. But it looked like pitching was good, defense was good. Other than that, no. yeah, yeah, you're probably right. It probably was under two and a half hours, which is wild because there hasn't been many games over three and a half hours, if any, uh, the this last opening day. So very impressive that everything seems to be working out, and that seems what Manfred wants quicker games. So it seems to be working in his favor. So we head into the rubber game. Milwaukee did win nine to five. Uh, Jesse Winker going two for three with a walk and three RBIs. Uh, Garrett Mitchell and Willie Adams getting two RBIs each. On the other side, Chicago, we got Patrick Wisdom. He went two for four with two home runs, both solo shots. And Jamison Tyone did get smacked around a little bit. Three or excuse me, four innings, seven hits, three runs, one walk, two Ks. Any comments from this, guys? Um, I really like Garrett Mitchell. I think he's going to thrive as this is going to be his first full season um, in the big leagues. Wisdom is possibly going to be a all-star if he continues uh, his hot start. But, Connor, you got anything? No, you said Garrett Mitchell. Is that the guy – is that whose wife you always talk about, Miles? Yeah. 
Dude, I like his wife. Okay. She's cool. That's funny that you mentioned that, though. But, yeah, great game by Wisdom. Do you guys see that if the Cubs aren't going to do well, do you see Wisdom being traded at deadline? Um, Is this the last year of his contract? Uh, I could check that for you. Yeah, he's got a one-year contract. Yeah, he signed a one-year. Yeah, I think they possibly could ship him off Um, if a contender's – because he can play outfield too, so if a yeah. contender needs his bat in the lineup and he's playing well, I wouldn't see him being one of the big uh, trade uh, deadline moves if they're not in the running. Okay, yeah, I feel like he definitely could play somewhere else if he wanted to, so I would not be surprised if he got moved if the team's not doing good. But it seems like they might be better than last year, so we'll see how that works out for them. So we'll head into the Tigers versus the Tampa Bay Rays. That was a three-game set as well. Tampa Bay did sweep uh, Detroit, and they absolutely dominated this whole series by winning 4-0, 12-2, and 5-1. I mean, this I'm not surprised. I think Detroit's going to be the worst team in the league for sure. Uh, McClanahan pitched well. He got six innings, four hits, no runs, one walk, six strikeouts in the, the first game. Second game, Diaz and Franco both went three for four with three RBIs and a double. And on Sunday, Franco once again, or Franco, um, he went two for three with a walk and another double. And then Springs went six innings, no runs, 12 strikeouts on Sunday. So just a dominant performance by Tampa Bay. Any comments on Tampa Bay that you guys would like to throw out there? I think they're, I think they're going to compete. Um, I think Wander Franco is going to have a really good year. Um, he kind of—I wouldn't say he had an off year last year. He kind of didn't hit as well as people thought he was going to, based off his like rookie year and throughout that playoff. Um, but I—I I think they're—they're they're gonna find ways to win games, um, especially playing in front of twenty people at prop. So I think. <laughs> I think they're going to find a way to make that, uh, like, maybe 20000 in the stands at later in the season. So, I think I think they'll be fine. What do you think, Connor? How do you think Tampa Bay is going to do? Um, well, didn't I, I think I had them fifth in the division. <laughs> yeah, I was with you there, too. I did not think this team was going to be good. But let's take into consideration. But then they again, the I did say everything on the spot. So, if okay. I actually, like, thought about it, maybe I would have put him, like, fourth. But I did but just say fifth in the heat of the moment. Even if you have him at fourth, that's still not that great. No. This division is good, though. You yeah. Got, you got all five teams that could compete for a playoff spot for sure. And you got to think about it. If they do make the playoffs, um, Arosa Reina is, like, the best uh, player ever to yeah, play in a the cool playoff team. setting. So, yeah. You gotta remember that too. You gotta. I saw him get a home run today. I did have that game on. Um, I don't know why I did, but I did. I did he celebrate hard tight. again? Um, he he did it on his way to third base and did something. I forgot. Okay, so yeah, he did celebrate again. But no, I don't think Tampa Bay is gonna be all that great this year, and I think that this is not a great opening day start for Tampa Bay. Yeah, they did dominate against 
what I thought was going to be the worst team in the league, and I still think that he's going to be the worst team in the league. So it's kind of hard to to put in perspective that like, oh hey, the Rays are three and zero, but they played against a team that I would not be surprised if they went zero and one sixty two. They're going to have a good day at some point. Javi Baez might be able to hit two home runs in a game. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they still they might lose even if he does hit yeah, those two probably home runs. Will. No, I. I think the Rays will show glimpses of being a really, really good team. But their division's just really tough. All right, so we'll move on to Phillies at Rangers. Boy, was I wrong about this. On the Wednesday news, if you guys listen to that, I said hammered the Phillies game. Um, they were the underdog in opening day start. And I was like, I don't think DeGrom's going to be the – it's going to be the best DeGrom you'll probably see but it's not going to be the best, which it didn't. He went three and two-thirds innings, six hits, five runs, all earned, seven strikeouts. So seven strikeouts, very good, but not even getting out of the fourth inning was a problem. And the Phillies scored seven in this one. The Rangers scored 11. They scored nine in the bottom of the fourth. So outstanding performance by the Rangers. Very Caught me off guard. I didn't expect it. What did you guys think about this game? Well, actually, hold on real quick. Let me start off with Mr. Philly himself, Connor. What do you think about this game? What? Um, you're the, you're the biggest closet Philly fan I've ever met. Biggest closet fan. Okay, just let, me just turn turn back. let me just talk. Yeah, that, I th- yeah, they actually, that was kind of embarrassing because in the next day, too, uh, DeGrom did not have a great Ranger debut, but then all of a sudden they started hitting, so it didn't really matter. Uh, yeah, Alec Bohm looked pretty good at third, but he went no three for four, got a home run, anyway. three RBIs. Yeah, him, I think Marsh, Trey, Real Muto got a triple and a double into the game, three for five. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they score seven runs, it's just pitching, they let up 11. Yeah, so. yeah, pitching was bad. Um, Nola didn't get out the fourth inning as well, so both starters. Yanked in the fourth inning, which was uncharacteristic for Aaron Nola and Jer- Jacob Degrom. So, but they head into Saturday looking to get better, and they got worse. They lost sixteen to three to Texas. Nathan Avaldi pitched outstanding. Um, went only five innings, got six hits, but only gave up those three rounds, six strikeouts. So I thought that was a very good outing for Avaldi. I didn't expect too much from him, so I think that was better than what it was expected out of him. Um, Garver hit two home runs in that game. Six total RBIs and a walk. Uh, Garcia and Lowe also hit, got three hits each. Not a great game by by Phillies fans uh, to watch this. They did get nine hits, but only scoring three and giving up 16 is not going to win you games. So, Bryce, any comments on this game? Um, Josh Harrison was the first uh, position player to pitch this year. Nice. In that yeah, game. And um, I, think, I think them losing – uh, Hoskins to that torn ACL um, in spring training is a big blow. And them not having Harper. Good choice of words. Sorry, good choice of words there. Just how um, and how Connor said before we got on um, how they don't have Harper. So I think I think just Philadelphia they're going to be okay. They're going to find a way. They, last year they were one of the worst teams to start out. So I think and they ended up losing to the Astros in the World Series, so I think they're I think they're fine. 
I mean, still everyone's trying to figure out how to gel together. Did you like that little plug, Connor, that he said right there at the end? What? He goes, oh, they went to the World Series but lost to the Astros. How is that a, oh, a plug for himself? Yeah. Because yeah. no, I, I if you guys didn't listen to the first uh, podcast with me and Bryce, he's a Houston fan, so he likes all things Houston, and he's a big Astro fan. So, of course, this guy's got to put in the Astros. Winning again because I don't know how they keep doing it, but they do. Except the Texans. I don't like the Texans. Oh, they're bad. Mm. Oh, just because like they're bad? You got to ride yeah, with the bad they're, teams. They're, they're bad. So, I mean, you can say that for a different video. Maybe maybe if the Texans get Bryce Young, then I, I might become a Texans fan again, but who knows? All right. So, Sunday, game's going on right now. It's the top of the six. Texas is up two to one. Haven't been watching it too much because I've been talking with you guys, but having in the background. Bryce Harper has made an appearance though. He is talking to the ESPN broadcast right now, so I would not be surprised to see a Connor check out for a little bit to watch that. <laughs> there he goes. Um, so any final comments from the Phillies that you haven't said anything before? No. So we'll move on to the next set of games. We had another three game set, Minnesota at Kansas City. So Minnesota went into Kansas City and swept them, winning the first two games by a score of two to zero, and winning on Sunday seven to four. Um, I'm not surprised that Minnesota came in and, and swept the Royals. The Royals didn't really do anything to make themselves look better this upcoming year. They added Chapman, but I really think that was it for them. So tough performance by Kansas City. Granky didn't pitch that bad though in, in the opening day start. Five and a third, six hits, two runs a walk, and four strikeouts. So I think that's really good from a guy coming from Zach Greinke, who really has not pitched well, and he's near the end of his career. So getting five innings out of him, I think, is always going to be a good day for Kansas City. Any comments on this? I think uh, the Royals, I don't know. I mean, they got Bobby Witt Jr., um, who's going to be a superstar, I think. Um, But there's not really – much around them to compete in and they play in the AL Central so I mean get swept by Minnesota to start it off that's that's a rough a rough way to start the year I would think yeah yeah for sure um but I it's like the thing is is like you said the the players that I do agree I think are going to be good um but my problem is they don't have the guys around them to to kind of make themselves even look like contention worthy like they're not even gonna to me win too many games like they might win a couple series but i think that they're gonna drop a lot of series to start out the year they don't really have those guys that excite me besides maybe bobby witt yeah i mean it's nice to see salvador perez healthy um i mean that's true so I, i i think that he him being and him being named captain i think he might be able to have some guidance for the younger guys because they're really young. But I mean, winning ball games comes down to pitching, and um, I I don't see them winning too many games with the staff they have. Yeah. Well, let's go back to Minnesota first, though. Buxton had a very nice series. He got two hits the first two games. Gallo had a big game on Sunday, getting two home runs, four RBI. Any? What do you guys think of, or what do you think? Because Connor did check out for a little bit. Um, what do you think about Minnesota this upcoming year? I think they're going to be 
uh, a contender for the AL Central. Um, the addition of Gallo, they got uh, they got rid of Gary Sanchez, so they got Christian Vasquez behind the plate, who I think is very serviceable, serviceable back there. Um, I think Gallo might have a decent year. Um, the, the shift's gone, but, I mean, they're still going to put that third outfielder in right field. Um, but I think Gallo getting out of the big cities like uh, New York and L.A. like he was last year might help him, and um, especially this last game that happened today where he had the two bombs. So I, I think I think they're going to be good. Um, I think Correa is going to have a good year um, just because of him being an ex-Astro and the Astros winning it and, and kind of seeing his successor uh, – Jeremy Pena win all those accolades. So I think I think Correa is coming with vengeance for this year, and I think the Twins will probably win the AL Central, if not um, probably the Guardians, I would think. I think you're right. I think Minnesota or Cleveland will win this. I got year. it. Let's go. Did you leave because of Harper or did you leave well, for as a joke, reasons? But then I couldn't join back. It kept telling me to create like a podcast and – I don't want to create a podcast and like pass you up in views. So I, I, I just decided to just try to join yours. Appreciate that. Thank you. Well, we were just talking about Minnesota and Kansas City, so we talked about how bad <sighs> Kansas City's been, and we really don't have too much high expectations for them. Um, but what do you think about Minnesota? I, I, we just heard Bryce's. Do you have any oh, comments about Minnesota? <sighs> What about your boy Gallo? What do you think he's going to do this year? He's there? Yeah, he actually went three for four, two home runs on Sunday. Oh, because the shift. Yeah. All right, we'll move on. Mets at Marlins. That was their first four-game set. Did he say because of the shift? Sorry. Yeah, he said because of the shift. Yeah, he said because of the shift. (laughs) Even though they're home runs, he said because of the shift. Um. It's psychological. I mean, maybe it is, but I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like if you're a pro, you should be able to to hit to the left side or to the right side, depending on situation. Maybe that's just me. Anyways, Mets able to take three or four from, from Miami, um, winning their games with Scherzer, uh, McGill, and Senga on the mound. So really solid performances out of all those guys. <clears throat> Scherzer going six innings, four hits. Three runs, two walks, six Ks. So kind of a bumpy road, especially not having Verlander in the starting rotation. He's starting on the IL. Um, I think just a 10-day IL. So hopefully he gets back soon because the Mets, I think, are going to need him because these guys, there's something about the Mets. that They they seem to be always cursed. And whether they make the playoffs or not, they just don't seem to, to really pull it off in the end. On the other side, though, Miami didn't look that bad, I, I thought. They hit the, hit the ball around, getting five hits day one, um, getting ten hits on Saturday. And all, although they only got four hits on Sunday, the Mets only got five. So it was solid pitching on both sides. Uh, they just gave uh, a big home run to Fam, which cost them the game in the end. So, Connor, any comments about what you think the Mets are going to do this year? Um, I think they're going to – get into the playoffs but not do much in it. Bryce, yeah. any what do you think about the Mets? I, I I agree with Connor. Um I don't I see them being a wild card team. Um 
but if they stay healthy and there might be a run in there, but I I don't see them beating the Braves very often. And I, I, I wouldn't say losing Diaz is like the reason they're not going to make, make it to the world series. Um, because being a closer, you got to get the lead to be there. So I, I don't, sure. I, I, I think that they'll make the playoffs. Um, but I I don't see them getting to the World Series. Okay, so I got a real quick question for you guys. Miami, they go one and three to start off the year. If they go to those Florida Marlins jerseys full time, do they sweep the series? What do you guys think? No, I I think um, having those jerseys kind of gives them the swagger that um, Jazz Chisholm and Jorge Soler like and need they have that flair. Um, I, I don't know if they sweep, but those jerseys probably the best best in the MLB right now. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Um, the big What's thing up with about ads, it, though, that ruins. I was everything. just about to get to the point. What the hell's up with that ad? Yeah. Uh, that giant ADT. Baseball not get enough patch. money anymore. They're trying to make sure their their uh, their homes protected. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uniform looks very nice. These, but you put that ad on there, it just ruins it to me. So they gotta get that thing off. All right. Any comments from this series alone, though? Anyone you want to shout out that we didn't mention? Uh, Canon had a good game. Uh. When the Mets won twelve to ten, um, he went three for four that day. So I think he he even back in his days when he was in the, uh, Oakland, silently a a pretty good hitter that we don't really think about often, especially with the Mets having Alonzo, uh, Lindor, and McNeil. I, I think Canna's gonna be there to um, provide protection, maybe. Hey guys, so for some reason connection issues messed up as I was going to talk about the Pirates versus Cincinnati series. So I'll just give you the quick uh, scoreline. Pittsburgh ended up winning game one, five to four, but Cincinnati took the next two, winning six to two and three to one. Now let's get back into analysis. O'Neill Cruz did get a home run, absolutely destroyed this this home run. I think it was 111 off the bat when uh, StatCast said it. Um, so very good opening day by him, but Besides that, not much for me to talk about. Anything you guys want to bring to to fruition? No, it's Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, it's Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Um, kind of sad that um, Joey Votto um, was started on the IL. Um, I really like the way he goes about um, the way he plays the game. Um, O'Neill Cruz is fun to watch, though. I mean, being that big. Hitting moonshots, throwing a hundred across the diamond. I, he's gonna put people in the seats in Pittsburgh just because of who he is. But I don't see either of these teams being very good. Yeah, yeah, not, nothing too crazy for me to to mention. A um, lot of home runs though in this this series. It seemed like Reynolds getting one on the Pirates side. Newman hitting his first home run against his former team to start off his year. So couple of good players on there, but nothing really worth 
talking about. So we'll head to the, the Toronto versus St. Louis series. And we had a really good uh, high-hitting, high-scoring series. Thursday ended at a 10-9 final. The hits were 19-15. to George Springer going five for six in the Toronto victory. Bo Bichette going four for six. But Alec Manoa, three innings and a third, nine hits, five runs, two walks, three strikeouts. St. Louis' side, though, Donovan going three for six, getting a home run, two RBI. Uh, Michaelis, though, also going at three and a third, 10 hits, five runs, six Ks. A wild Thursday night, or a wild Thursday game. Bryce, any comments from um, your ex-Houston um, guy, George Springer? Um, he does what um, everyone kind of knows what he can do. Um, he's battled injuries in Toronto, um, but I think he's gonna he's gonna play pretty well. Um, on the other side, uh, the Cardinals have Arenado, the the uh, reigning uh, NL MVP and Goldsmith, and they got the young guy uh, Jordan Walker, who I think is gonna be a really good player. Um, in the future, but I, I think the Cardinals. Uh, sorry for going off topic, but I even though the Cardinals dropped this one, I mean, besides the pitching, they're everything went pretty well. So they just got out hit, I think. Yeah, which we head into Saturday, where they definitely out hit the Blue Jays, uh, out hitting them ten to three, winning by a score of four to one. Kiermaier getting a multi-hit game for Toronto in his first games with them. Uh, Gosman going six innings, giving up eight hits. No earned runs, but giving up three runs, uh, seven Ks. Goldschmidt, though, player you were talking about, did get two hits in that game, along with Jordan Walker as well. So a big game by both of those players that you just mentioned. Um, Jack Flaherty going five innings, giving up no hits, no runs, seven walks, four strikeouts. The seven walks is a big question mark for me. I don't I won. I didn't watch the game, so I don't know if his control was bad. I don't know if the umpiring was kind of all over the place. But if he fixes out that uh, at seven uh, walks, maybe he goes the distance. Maybe we see our first uh, no hitter perfect game. So, anyways, Connor, what do you think about uh, Goldsmith and Walker going off? Because you like both of those players a lot. Uh, it's cool to see uh, Walker come in and doing well. Goldschmidt somehow is like 40 and still the best in the league. So, yeah. Like two opposites. Like you got an old guy and a young guy. Speaking of old guys, Adam Wainwright sung the uh, national anthem. That was cool. Yeah, Bryce, did you see that? Yeah, he was He was pretty good too. Um, I think uh, him uh, surprising everybody uh, kind of made it even better. Um, yeah, definitely interesting. I I think it wasn't that bad. I mean, at least he knew the words because there's people that don't know the words, so he did better than that. So, But let's head into Sunday Sunday's game. St. Louis winning by a score 9-4. to four. Hits 16-10 to 10 in favor of St. Louis. So another big hit game. Gorman getting two home runs. Chapman going 3-4 for four with a double. Bassett run out of the, the fourth inning, going to 3-3. 10 hits, 9 runs. No strikeouts, no walks. Montgomery going five innings, three runs, six hits, a walk, and three Ks. Wild Series, do you see either of these teams continuing these, this hot offense? I think the Cardinals will. I don't really care about the Blue Jays. But 
I think that I mean honestly they probably both will. I think they're definitely offense don- dominant. So it doesn't really matter who they're facing. Um and then again their possibly lack of pitching is what's allowing other teams to stay up with them too. Yeah. Bryce, what do you think? Uh I, I completely agree with Connor. Um they're both high powered offenses that um one day or one game they will end up being shut down at some point. So I think it goes down to the pitching aspect. Uh, if Flaherty can um, figure out the walks, uh, Wainwright pitches kind of similar to how he pitched in the WBC. Um, I think the Cardinals won't be in too bad uh, shape or, or Nicholas. Um, he kind of got hit pretty hard too. So I think, I think the Cardinals got a good chance of coming out of the NL Central, but uh, the Blue Jays, tough division. They always end up losing to the Yankees a lot. So uh, I don't I don't see the Blue Jays making the playoffs this year. Yeah, I have I actually like the Blue Jays a lot this year. I think they'll make playoffs if they do, they'll squeak in, but I think they'll be right on the cuffs right there. Um, really bad division to be in though for the, for those guys. But I, I agree with you guys. I think the Cardinals are going to be the most likely team to keep this offense going. I, I like their pitching a lot. Um, offense or offense seems pretty good. It seems like they, they can figure it out. So as long as they could keep the pitching, uh, pitching down with the walks and the hits, I think they'll win a lot of games this year. So we'll head into um, the White Sox versus the Astros series. So this was a uh, four-game set. Houston splitting two games with uh, Chicago. So very shocking to me. I didn't think uh, Chicago was going to come out and win 6-3 to three on Sunday. Um, but out hit Houston in three of the four games. So I don't know offensively if the White Sox did well. I don't know if pitching-wise the Astros did bad. So I'll take it to Bryce. Bryce, let us know what happened on this series, dude. Um. Well, the Astros faced Cease and then Lynn back-to-back. So Cease looked dominant. Um, I actually watched that game. Um, and it, it looked like he had – that Astro hitters, I don't, um, like, confused, not knowing anything that was coming out of his hand. Um, and same thing with Lance Lynn. He did get hit towards the end of his outing, but, I mean, in that first game, it was 1-0. Montero gives up the bomb, and it, Presley, who – is one of the best closers in baseball ends up blowing the lead. So, I mean, people are going to have off days, so nothing nothing that I'm worried about as an Astros fan. I mean, Brantley's not in the lineup. Altuve got hurt, so I, I think the Astros will be fine. The White Sox look really good, though. Uh, that, I will say that. Yeah, Dylan Cease looked really good. He was credited with that earned run at the end, which I really – it's hard to kind of – say it was his fault because yeah. it was a wild pitch. Grandal honestly didn't make that bad of a play on it. Uh, but when you're so used to righties for the whole the whole game, then you get a lefty pitcher in all of a sudden, the the bounce is probably gonna be different. I haven't played catcher in so long, so I don't I don't know. I'm just kind of speculating here. Um, but Cease was credited with the that run. Dominated that performance though. Two hits, ten strikeouts. Uh Kyle Tucker though, he actually had a good good series. I thought he did. 
Um, what do you think about Tucker? Um, I think he's going to be a, a dark horse to win the AL MVP. Um, especially being on the team he is. You got Bregman, Alvarez. You hear about Pena a lot now, Altuve. Um, you hear those big names, and he, especially with the addition of Bray, you hear the, you hear those names, and you're like, who's the guy that's consistent? And Tucker being in the fifth spot or wherever he's hitting that day, um, kind of silently is gaining more and more uh, notoriety of being a very good hitter, um, especially against lefties. Um, he hits both um, lefties and righties really well, so I, I think he's gonna have a really good year. Um, I hopefully after this year he is able to re-sign, but I, I think he's gonna make a lot of money after um, this season with the season I think he's gonna have. Connor, I know you like USA guys, so what do you think about Tucker in this series? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think I think I was a little earlier too than most people. How Bryce just said people are finally catching on. I was really annoyed how little he played in the in the classic I think the last game they should have had him in the lineup um, is he is this his last year on contract or is they just want an extension going probably I think it, it should be his last uh, let me look that oh. I, I, I think it's his last year off his rookie contract oh he's going to be a Dodger yeah. oh Tony's going to be Astro uh, he signed a one year five million dollar contract yeah so Oh, so this he, is his prove it deal. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna make a lot of money. I think yeah. he's but, definitely and, gonna make that. And Hopefully he doesn't he even wear that. batting gloves, so we don't know how good he can really be. You hate Dod- that, huh? Dodgers can that he say, wear "Hey, here's gloves. some batting gloves," and he hits like eighty home runs. He he had him on a couple times last year when he was struggling a little bit, but I don't know. I kind of like. Uh, he's like one of the only people that does it. Still, where no batting gloves, just grips. He's got a in. super long swing too, and it works. Yeah, yeah. Like a classic. Yeah, vibe yeah Tucker looks good. Off topic, but uh, I think uh, this goes back to the WBC. Like that moment, him hitting the home run off of Garcia, um, in that uh, USA versus Venezuela game. I thought that was pretty cool. Even even being like an Astros fan. Hoping Garcia does good. I I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever USA was doing well, it seemed like Tucker was a part of that team. Like mm-hmm. if you looked at the the pool games, he was killing it, but he wasn't hitting like crazy big shots, and they still weren't talking about him. But he was getting RBI single, RBI double, leadoff double to start off the inning, keeping the inning alive with a single or a walk. And it's like Tucker was doing really well. Yet he wasn't being talked about because you had guys like Mike Trout being the captain. You had uh, Trey Turner pretty much making a, another name for himself, even though he had a big enough name already. Then you had all the worry about, well, what about pitching in that? It was like, well, why aren't we talking about a guy who's been killing it all, all uh, WBC and all season long in Kyle Tucker? So I don't understand why that'll give him enough recognition for that. He's one of the better defensive uh, outfielders, too. Yeah, so he's coming kind of, off a of bold glove. He's just all around probably the most underrated player. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And he's definitely going to get the bang, too. Do you see? Do you think Houston's going to give him that? 
Because they got a lot of people they, they're going to probably have to re-sign. Um, being an Astros fan, I hope so. Um, but I, I don't – the way Jim Crane is, I, I couldn't tell you. I have, I have no idea. The fans love yeah, him. Though. I could see him going to the Dodgers. The, the fans love him. I, I see the Dodgers signing him, sadly. But, but I don't know. Uh, hopefully he resigns, but I wouldn't be mad if he went and got the money he deserved somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be a hard player to keep around for sure. All right, so we're heading to the Rockies versus Padres series, which was a four-game set. Started off really bad for the Padres. Colorado taking the first two games. CJ Crone, four for five, two home runs, five RBIs on opening day. Coming back on Friday, Blackman getting two RBIs and a home run. Outstanding performance by the Rockies. It wasn't until Saturday and Sunday where the, the, the bats for San Diego came alive. Uh, big hits from Bogarts and, and Waka pitched outstanding, getting six six innings. Lugo, even better than that, seven innings and a run, seven Ks. So I don't know what Padre team we're going to be getting for the rest of the year. I hope the the 8-4 victory and a 3-1 victory for the Padres. But if you're going to lose that bad to the Rocky team, um, give up 17 hits in the first game, there's got to be a lot of concern for San Diego's side. So, Connor, you're, the Padre, you're not a Padre fan. You're a Dodger fan, excuse me. That's correct. Yeah. Um, but you have the Padres in that division. Do you, what do you expect from the Padres after lo- looking at this last series? Uh, I expect more of their winning games. To be how they're gonna be, um, I like. I mean, I, we talked about this for a long time in that one podcast. But I, this is the best the Padres probably will be. Like, this is their best chance to kind of run the uh, division. So, I think they're gonna play pretty well. Bryce, let's talk about Colorado. Do you see them going back to being those that two and O team? Do you, can you see that happening more this season, or do you think that was a fluke and they'll be back to what they did last year? Um, I, I wouldn't say it's a fluke. Um, they're obviously going to win games if – you're going to win games if you out-hit the other team. And I, I'm not saying they're going to get 17 hits or whatever it was every time. Um, I think C.J. Crone's going to have a good year just by the way he started it. Um, especially playing at Coors Field where the ball just flies. So I, I think they'll be maybe a 500 team, like which, I mean, there's not really much more to expect from them. Um, they have Freeland who pitched very well, but, I mean, they gave away Arenado for basically nothing. Um, and Blackman's on the tail end of his career, so I, I don't see them being – contenders but i i do see them winning series here and there and putting competitive games out there i i, I do see that though did I you guys see that that uh play by freeland though i know yeah, it's in the highlight was... reel, but did you guys see that before the highlight reel like that was um that's probably one of the best plays i've seen a pitcher do in a long time yeah that was i thought that was a really good play um Shows his athleticism, especially that's not very easy. Um, being a left-handed pitcher and going to your right and spinning, even doing the jump throw. I mean, 
um, on my team, it our pit we work on that every day. Our pitchers work on PFPs, which is uh, them just fielding balls, and it shows how tough it is. So I mean, it just shows him being very athletic and just letting his athleticism take over. So yeah, I thought that was big a really time. Good Connor, did you want to say something before we got onto that? Um, oh, I just – I don't know if Colorado will ever be a contending team. Because, like, I mean, like, ever. I just don't – do. will pitchers ever want to let – will big-name pitchers ever want to sign there? Because of the – like – That's a good point. I, I know it's just the field, but, like, every, like, so many people have their numbers, like, messed up playing there. Yeah, I mean – but if you get players like Freeland, who's fine pitching there and still is able to put up good numbers, if you go out and win on the road and you're at least 500 on the road, I think you're putting yourself in a good situation because you got to win at least, I'd say, 65% of your games at home if you're going to be in Colorado to give yourself a chance because I could see them coming out of road games being 500, maybe losing a series here and there, maybe getting sweats, but coming back out, coming home, Sweeping a series, going back, maybe winning two out of out of three games against another team. So um, winning quality games as well against certain opponents. So I can see them doing that. But it, I think it would be hard getting quality pitchers. Like if they did go out and try to get DeGrom, asking him like, hey, you want to come over to Colorado? I can see players like that being like, no, like, why do I want to go to a, a team that just gets, first off, smacked around most of the time. And then I don't want to mess up my numbers if I'm going to be any worth of want to be in contending of contracts or something like that. So, Well, yeah, I'm just talking about the field. Like how many home runs, like how home run yeah. that field is, is just harder. A lot of fly balls just – Yeah, for sure. Shouldn't, probably shouldn't go out. Any final comments from this series you guys want to mention or these teams? The Padres are going to win the division. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Oh, wow. All three of us think? All right. Nice. We'll move on to the next set of games. We had three games set. The Angels at the Athletics. Um, Thursday was not a good game. Two to one (laughs) final. Oakland winning that one. Saturday was much better game. 13 to one. Angel win. Sunday, six to zero. Angel win. So Oakland is not going to be a team that you expect to do anything this year. They don't really want to do anything this year. They go out and beat the Angels two to one on opening day, which was which was Probably terrible to watch because Otani. I would not be surprised if he wanted to leave right after that game because he finished off the game one for three with a walk. Then he pitched six innings, two hits, no runs, three walks, ten strikeouts, and yet the Angels only give him one run in return and end up losing in the bottom of the eighth inning because of Aaron Loop and Ryan Tapera. That awesome duo that they got from last season, it doesn't do anything in Los Angeles. So I don't know what this team's going to do when it gets to the bullpen anymore. Um, not not good. But you guys got anything to talk about with this series? So Tawny pitched how he did. Um, I watched the first game. Trout got unlucky. He, he had quality at bats. Um, Diaz for the A's. Um, played well, um, former Astro, um, and Tapera, who was on the White Sox and 
was in a press conference who talked a lot of crap about the Astros sign stealing uh gave up the lead. So I'm I'm kinda happy about that. So that's what I kinda got. I don't I don't like Tapera. He doesn't pitch well against anyone in the conference, I think. Or the division, sorry. So uh the bullpen's gonna be a tough one for the Angels. Yeah, big time. Connor, any comments? Yeah. Um I mean they yeah, they lost that first game. Then they uh won pretty easily the next two. It's but it's April. I mean, I'll I'll take them seriously if they're winning in like September, so just leave it at that probably. I agree with you 100% with that comment cuz last year they started off really well and then they got out of April well, and they didn't year, do anything. So yeah, you make a great point. If they start winning in a in a month that doesn't call themselves April, I think uh, then you can start talking about them as possible contenders. But I have to see it first because oh, they don't. Doing well, though, They're starting off. With... I was just about to get to that. Oh, Hoppy killed it. Um, he he played all three games behind the the plate. Um, made some quality at bats. Gave him the first RBI the in the the first game. Gave him a solid game in the in the Saturday game, and got his first home run on Sunday. So Ohapi, he might be one of the maybe Rookie of the Year candidates. So you could, if he, as long as he keeps it up, um, I don't know how much his playing time will go when Stassi comes back because Stassi is injured right now. So if that goes down, I could see Ohapi struggling because he doesn't get that. Um, playing time that he's probably used to where it came in the spring. He's probably getting a lot more during spring and being in the minors. But solid outing by by Ohapi. So I, I'm happy to see that. And Bryce did mention Trout had a lot of quality at bats that first game. A lot with line drive, hard hit balls that one was robbed, a couple kind of straight two guys, but hard hit balls. He was able to get his first home run on Sunday. So Mike is able to do normal Mike things and we're playing against Seattle next series and Mike Trout does really well in Seattle. So I hope that that, that offense keeps on rolling with Mike Trout leading the, leading the way there. Um, real quick though, did you watch Tyler Anderson pitch Connor? Uh, actually I did for a little bit. Yeah. Um, what did you think well. of his performance? Uh, he did well. I mean, I only watched a couple innings, but I don't think he gave up any runs. Did he give up any runs at all? Six innings, four hits, zero runs, two walks, and four strikeouts. Yeah, so can't really ask for much more. Um, I mean, I hope he has a good year. I, I did think it was a dangerous signing for them to sign a guy who just had a breakout year on the Dodgers who tend to fix a lot of players. And then, you know, maybe if they leave, they don't do as well. But, I mean, one for one so far, he's had a really good start. Yeah. Any final comments from this series, you guys? I, I think the – the Angels are going to be the Angels. Um, they're going to play good, like you guys said, in the first couple months and then find a way to start losing games. Uh, the A's are just they're need to move to Las Vegas already. Yeah, they just need to move to Vegas already. Yeah, they need, um, a, cult. They need a change. In I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm sure you saw a picture, Miles, the opening day when you have Otani pitching, who's going to be a – probably a $500 million contract um, next year. And there's like maybe 10,000 people in the stand. Yeah. So I, I, that's sad to see considering like 
just across uh, the the bridge, the bridges that uh, San Francisco selling out games. So I I, I don't know. Uh, I think Oakland needs to become Las Vegas. So. Yeah, no, you you make a great point with the Otani thing. Like, you get a player that's probably gonna get the half million dollar con or half billion dollar contract. Excuse me, and he's only gonna only in front of ten thousand people, and it doesn't even look like a full ten thousand people. If that's you can even call it that, so it's it's just kind of sad to watch. But Otani does bring in a lot of audience. Miami had this problem last year where they weren't getting a lot of attendance. Angels coming to town and the attendance skyrocketed for them for those three games. So uh, Otani's going to bring a crowd. So he's definitely going to be worth more than just what he does on the field. You're going to get all the endorsements and you're going to get all the, the fan interactions when it comes to like buying his merch and uh, just coming to the ballpark to watch him. So he brings a lot more than just wins, even though the angels don't win with them. That makes sense at all, but we'll move on. Diamondbacks versus Dodgers. That was a four-game set, and I don't want to talk too much about it because we have a Dodger fan, Connor. You want to talk about the Dodgers series? Oh, I mean, I I couldn't watch any games because they're in market. So, oh, that's um, true. My bad. They went two and you two. Me, they did, you want me to go with the stats two. real quick? Yeah, go for it. Okay, my bad. I totally forgot it was in market, and you can't watch those games. Um, so yeah, Dodgers and. Diamondbacks split the series going um, Thursday, 8-2 to two victory for the Dodgers. Uh, Gallon was on mound for the Padres. Not Padres. The Diamondbacks going four and two-thirds, six hits, five runs, seven strikeouts. Will Smith going three for four, four RBIs. Uh, David Peralta, debut, got two hits. Freddie Freeman starting off the season strong, also two hits. Urias going six innings, two runs, six strikeouts. Friday, Diamondbacks did win two to one. Out hitting the uh, Dodgers seven to five, um, you had a pinch hit home run by Kyle Lewis in the eighth inning. Ended up winning the game for them. Mookie Betts did get on the scoreboard though, getting his first hit of the season and his first home run. Uh, that was the only offense for the Dodgers. Um, May did pitch really well, seven innings, three hits, no runs, four strikeouts. Saturday, ten-one victory for the Dodgers. Uh, Kershaw was on the bump. He got six innings, four hits, one run. Nine strikeouts look like a classic Kershaw performance, but mm-hmm. the main after the main you, person uh... out of that. What after I would talk bad about it? Yeah, yeah, I did talk a lot of shit uh, a couple of days before this. But anyways, Thompson gets three home runs, eight RBIs, outstanding performance by him. Getting that grand slam in the first inning was awesome. On the other side, Christian Walker did get his first home run of the year. Uh, mad bum looked like a normal mad bum. Four innings, five runs, two strikeouts, four walks. Sunday, though, Arizona was able to win again, two to one. Uh, Perdero, Guriel Jr., and, or excuse me, Perdomo, Guriel Jr., and Walker all gained two hits. Davies going five innings, giving up only one run, four strikeouts. Freeman, two for three with a walk. Syndergaard in his debut, six innings, four hits, one run, six strikeouts. So the Dodgers ended up falling up short on Friday and Sunday, just no offense really in those games. But since we just set the stats, Connor, any feelings, thoughts and feelings about uh, the Dodgers series? Can you repeat them? I want to make sure. <laughs> no, I'm not repeating them. Um, no, I mean, 
honestly doesn't surprise me. They really seem to like like split series against the Diamondbacks. Uh, I don't know how, but I mean, after those four games, pitching at least for LA was not an issue at all. It's just how quiet their bats were in two of those games. Um, obviously, Trey Thompson's three home runs is insane. That's turning into one of like the best trades in a long time. Hopefully, he keeps that up throughout this year. Will Smith, I think, has been doing well. Betts has been fairly you know, like a lot of teams. It'll probably just take, um, you know, even like the Phillies, Astros. It'll probably just take a little bit for a team to start together. I think a big Price. reason why is because oh, they're always playing. They're always playing the Diamondbacks like first series, and that's why they split. I think. So, when we go to this game this upcoming week, who do I need to root for then? Since it's like fifty-fifty. Uh, whoever you want. I'm so wearing. That's I'm, too much. I'm gonna wear a Dodgers jersey and a Diamondbacks hat. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right, um, Bryce. That yeah. was a lot of information, but any comments you want to make about this series? Um, uh, I like I liked seeing JD Martinez and Mookie Betts on the same team again. Um, you can tell Mookie Betts that's like his JD Martinez is like his big brother. Um, so I think I think Mookie will have a good year. I think JD will have a good year. Um, wait, wait. all right. I don't with the way the Padres are or should be. I I, I think it's going to be the Dodgers and Padres. It's like how it always is um, to win the NL West. Uh, the Diamondbacks maybe in a couple of years might have a shot with their young talent, but other than that, I I got nothing else. I, yeah, yeah I, I agree with what both of you guys pretty much said. Like, it seems like the Dodgers always seem to split with Arizona for some reason. And what the Padres are going to do this this season kind of makes me iffy about how the Dodgers are going to do in the division. But we'll see. What were you going to say, Connor? Um, no, I think the Diamondbacks actually, like, have a pretty solid future for the division. Um, I don't see the Dodgers going anywhere anytime soon. I would, I, I would expect the Padres to kind of not fall off, but – decline a little bit before the Dodgers do because I mean it just seems like when Dodgers lose someone they replace them and it's just it's been a cycle for the past like it's been a cycle for a while but I see the Giants declining Rockies like I said I don't think they're getting anywhere so I think you know five years from now it could be like a Dodgers D-backs and then the Padres maybe in a like a three-way race yeah no I, I could see that happening but it's just going to if the Padres can keep that core not just signed but also healthy because it seems like that team always finds injuries. Yeah, they just uh, extended Cronenworth, huh? Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about that? I like that signing, but what do you guys think? I think it just solidifies not bringing like, someone like Soto back, probably, but you never know. What do you think, Bryce? Yeah, I think the same thing, and they didn't I what was it, eighty million for five years or something like that? I think it was seven. Or, or seven years? Yeah. So he's getting paid eleven maybe eleven million a year where 
like if Soto's going to resign, it's going to be 30, 35 million. If Machado resigns, it's going to be like that. And Cronenworth's not a bad player. He's very versatile and, and can hit. Um, he can play everywhere on the infield. Uh, can probably play the outfield, but I I think it's a good signing. Yeah, and now that they don't have a star first baseman, I could see him getting better at first base and him being there, there for sure starting first baseman unless they bring in some other guy. So any final comments from, even though we got on the Padre talk, the L.A. Dodgers and the Arizona Diamondbacks series? Any last comments? <laughs> yeah, we did kind of go way into this one. Um, not much. We'll move on. We got our final couple games here. The Guardians – Versus the Mariners. So I start off with the Mariners win on Thursday of the four-game set. Bieber pitching six innings, zero runs, three strikeouts. But it all came on Ty France's home run at the bottom of the eighth. And Castillo pitched great, uh, also going six innings. But it was really mainly Ty France that dominated that performance and really just kind of stole the show, even though Castillo killed it that game. So they won 3-0. Cleveland ended up winning the next three games. Um they won nine to four on Friday, two to zero on Saturday, and six to five in extra innings on Sunday. That was our first extra inning game of the year. Cleveland looks really good. I really liked how they played against Seattle. I thought Seattle, unfortunately, was going to be a really good team this year. But this kind of makes me think that Cleveland's going to be a really good team this year. Bryce, what do you think about Cleveland, dude? Um, I think I think just like what you said, I think they're going to be really good. Um. They got very good bullpen pieces, and um, Class A being the closer, and uh, I always mess his name up. Percinetric, uh, or however. Karen Check? Is it Karen Check, maybe? Karen Check, yeah, sorry. Karen Check. Um, I think them being in the bullpen obviously um, is going to help. Quan uh, being in the leadoff spot. Um, Kind of being their uh, guy who just solidifies, like, all right, well, this is what we're gonna do as a as a good hitting team, and I think they'll be a good hitting team. Um, um, and yeah, I think Cleveland Cleveland will probably uh, I want to say run away with the AL Central, but I, I mean Minnesota looked pretty good this week too, but they also played the Royals, so yeah, that's very true. Connor, should we be worried about Seattle? Seattle did drop those last three games of the of the season or last games of the series, excuse me. So should we be we ah, let me restart. Uh, should we be worried about Seattle um, after dropping the last three games? Should I like be worried? No, I don't really care. Because um, you had Seattle in second behind Houston oh, in the division. Okay, I'm gonna redo my standings. Well, you can't because that was our preseason standings and the season already uh, started. So, um, kind of already set in stone there. Okay. Um, no, I, I don't know. I, because I don't expect any of the other teams to pass them if that makes sense. Okay. So, you don't see Texas or the Halos being better than uh, Seattle in the end? I mean, it could happen. You never know. Okay. All right. Any final comments from these last these these two teams, the Guardians and the Mariners, before we move on? 
Um, the Mariners. Oh, sorry. Um, the Mariners will probably be, give the Astros the toughest uh, chance in the AL West. Um, and the Guardians are oh. really good. Yeah, the I'm sorry, the Angels are gonna be in third or fourth, maybe. Whoa, fourth. Come on, the disrespect. We're a 500 team. So on top third. of like all this, like in this goes with how like like Dodgers, Angels, Astros, even like this series and like in the Rangers and like Phillies and stuff. I think that opening weekend or even like opening month shouldn't be taken too seriously based on how teams are performing. No, I agree with that a lot. It's hard to base a, certain teams because it's like you kind of like got to get back in the swing of things. So it's yeah. kind of hard to wow, base it off of. Good analogy. Oh, I didn't even mean to do that. Thinking about it. All right. So that wraps up opening weekend. Any final comments that we have not mentioned about certain teams that you want that we uh, glanced over? If it was a player or something like that. James Outman this season. I don't know James Altman. He probably did good. Altman uh, did get a home run. He was pinched hit in that last inning for Barnes in the 2-1 loss to Arizona. So, um, But it was a lefty-lefty matchup, so I could see why they did it. But I would have liked to see Altman take that at-bat in that situation. So before we get into the next one, the next uh, topic, let's go into – uh, your standout players and or your standout team for opening weekend. So before we get into each of our guys' uh, picks that we that we have right now, let's get into the honorable mention. So we had Adley Rushman. He had a crazy opening day start. He went five for five. CJ Crone hit three home runs on the opening weekend. Dansby Swanson making his debut against Chicago, opening up with three game hits or three hit games the first two games of the year. Dylan Cease having a Really nice outing in the opening day start for Chicago. Adam Duvall uh, getting those big two home runs in the walk-off win um, against Baltimore in the second game set. So now let's get into who we picked. Connor, who did you pick for your standout player of opening weekend? I had to go with Trace Thompson because the three home runs in one game. And I was, I'm pretty sure that was his first game. Pretty sure he's only played two games and already has three home runs, so. I think uh, it's got to go to him. All right. Bryce, who's your standout player? Uh, My standout player is the new shortstop for the Padres, Andrew Bogarts. Um, Being in a new – being on a new team and especially with all the star power that it has in the Padres, uh, I mean, he went six for 14 in those four games, hit two bombs and hit two doubles with five RBIs, so – uh, I think he's going to be a key piece if the Padres do make a run. Yeah, and he, I think he's hitting over 500 in the first four games. Yeah, give or take, it's four games. But that's impressive right there. That's a good series for, for Bogarts. My standout player of the opening weekend, unfortunately, it has to go to an angel, Logan O'Hoppy. The rookie over. made his start. Yeah, I know. Hey, you picked Thompson and – I have an idea of who Bryce is going to pick before he picked Bogarts, so I'm just not going to mention it. Anyways, Ohapi started all three games, um, played really well in his debut, got his first RBI in the first game, was the only RBI uh, for the Angels, so tried to spark that offense. Um, of course, it did not work out. 
was able to get his first home run on Sunday. So I think this kid's going to be really good. Uh, we got him in a trade uh, from Philadelphia. So I think we may have won that trade, even though we got rid of Marsh in the end of it. So we'll see how it happened or what happens with it going down the road. Um, I think the catching position is definitely the weak spot of the Angel lineup. Uh, Max Stassi is a very good defensively, but offensively he doesn't put up a lot. So if Ohapi's able to to be really solid defensively and keep the bat going, I think he's going to make a really good impact on this Angel lineup who's uh, looking up and down the lineup should be a good team offensively. So hopefully they, they stay good with the bats. So before we, we let you guys go, you guys want to get into three trivia questions? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. So it's all about baseball. So don't have to worry about college basketball at all. Helped you out a little bit, Connor. So question number one, Aaron Judge hit the first home run of the season. Um, who, was the, who has the most opening day home runs in league history? Um, is it a current player? It is not. Oh. Um, but it's a well-known player. <clears throat> it's not going to be some, like, throwaway throw player. Andre, your final answer. God damn. Bryce, you got any comment? Any, any guesses here? Um, <laughs> did I get it? Thinking... It wasn't either. No, it was not. Okay. I want to say either Barry Bonds or Ken Griffey. Junior. It was Frank Robinson. Oh, yeah. Frank Robinson had eight opening day home runs, which shocked me, but he's a well-known player, so... Oh, I was thinking, most home runs on opening day. That's what that was. That's that's what the question was. No, 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 no. Like, in one game. Like, this player hit three home runs on opening day in 2011. And who was that player? Oh, I don't know. You uh, still thought it was Andre Ethier? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just an educated guess. <laughs> All right, we'll go to question number two after that. So, after Thursday, Joey Votto was going to be the the current like uh, leader in the opening day starts, but because he started on the IL. It turned into this current player who has now the most current um, opening day starts. Do you know who that player is? Current now? Like it went to him? Yep. Mike Trout. Ooh, good guess, but he's at 10. It's more than 10. Now to be an old fella. Probably. It's Wait, did you tell us the number? Um, you want me to give you the number? Yeah, yeah. what's the number? 13. 13. Real so quick. He's played for 13 years. At least. Texas just swept Philly 2-1. to one. Um, So that's a huge win for, for Texas. Mm. Continue on. Um, oh my gosh. They just said it was a, their 12th straight win against Philadelphia. Uh, oh, well then it was that's fixed. This is an opening day. <laughs> um... 13. So anyways, 13 opening day starts. He has the record, um, the current record right now. You guys have any Charlie clue? Blackman. Wow, that's a good guess. No, it's not Blackman. Bryce, you got any guesses? It's not Trout. AL or Schmidt? NL. NL, okay. Um, 
Did we discuss this player today? Um, I did throw his name out there. Yeah. Oh. I don't listen. I don't think we we talked too heavy about this player, but I did throw this name out there. I want to say Arenado, but I don't think he was in the league that long. Do you know he has a Gold Glove every year he's played? And how many years has he played? Maybe he's, I'm gonna guess like seven or eight. I'll look it up. Oh, okay, well that's not. That's not him. You know, that's a yeah. What a what division? Know. Before we give up. This is his eleventh year. NL West. What? It's an NL oh. West. Player. Oh, Machado. No. Is it, not it's Machado? gonna be embarrassing if it's a Dodger. I'll let you have one more guess. Together, you guys could have one more guess. NL West, 13 consecutive opening day starts. What do we got? How old's Martinez? Oh, it's Brandon Crawford. Yeah, honestly, that seems most likely. It's Freddie Freeman. Oh, my. no way. Freddie Freeman has is the current record holder for most opening day starts. At 13. Really? I think Crawford was on the IL a couple of times to start off the year. Jeez. Freeman's not even that old either. I was thinking. No, that's why I was surprised. And I thought it was Mike Trout too, because I'm like, Trout's been in the league for a while. So. Well, yeah, Trout's not even old. He just started when he was like 15. Trout also had that. (laughs) Trout's first year, he also came. He was September call up. Yeah. I I, I think I was thinking about that year too. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's get to the last question. Houston Astros have the had what the, the opening day win streak that ended at 10 straight years. Do you know who has the best record on opening day? This is win percentage. Okay. So not, to, not total wins. Um, nope. I want to say the Yankees. It's not the Yankees. AL or NL? It is National League. Well, it's not the Dodgers. Nope. What division? What made you say that? Well, then it's the Dodgers. No, no, no. no. It's not the Dodgers. But oh. what, what makes you say it's not the Dodgers? Like, well, because they always, like, they always lose opening on opening day. day. Oh, oh okay. it's opening day, huh? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, you I don't feel this. <laughs> The Braves? Who has the best opening day um, record? No, it's not the Braves. It's National League. National League uh, East. Help their record this year? The Rays. Oh, wait. No, sorry. That's AL East. Jesus. (laughs) Did they help or hurt their record this year? Helped. Okay. Who won between Miami and New York? It was the Mets. The Mets have the best uh, win percentage. Yeah, they do. The Mets are forty-one and twenty-one on opening day, six sixty-one win percentage. Dodgers were eighth on that list. They only showed me the top ten on the list. Dodgers were eighth on the list on opening day record. I feel like opening day they actually won quite a bit. It's just opening series they don't. Yeah. So those are the three questions for this episode. We aced them all, right? No, you did not. You did get the last one, so you ended off good. Yeah. But 
The worst part was it was a dot. There was a Dodger question in there, dude. You didn't get the yeah. Dodger question. I'm not no. surprised you didn't get the Frank Robinson one. I didn't even know about it, but hoping you got one of you guys That's did. Kind of, the, the Freeman one was just kind of shocking. Yeah, I was surprised too. But I looked looked. At, I think it was MLB, and they had like the person at the, each position who has the record, and Freeman had the record for first baseman's, of course, at 13, and it was the highest one out of all the other positions. So There oh, was so a couple of guys like – No, I did not. I said that. I know I did that. But there was a couple of guys at, at 10. I think Trout was one of those at 10. There was – I think Perez was, was high on that list as well. Um, Arenado was on that list. Goldschmidt was on that – was almost on that list, but he doesn't have um, more than Freeman, of course. So that's a good episode, guys. Any last plugs you guys want to add into their personal stuff? You guys want to shout out or anything? Bryce, are you announcing what college you're going to? <laughs> no, I, I don't know yet. So. Arizona State, you coming out here? Yes, you. Go Devils, we beat, we beat the Wildcats, so we're the best team in Ooh, Arizona. Bear down. I don't know. GCU is pretty good. We beat them, bear too. Team. Go to there. You can go there, too. Yeah, GCU was top 25 until last week when they got swept by... Who did they get swept by? They got swept by somebody. UConn. They lost the series to... No. I don't think they got swept. They didn't get swept? Did they lose the series then? Yeah, they lost the series to Sam Houston State. Who... I think they're top okay. 25. No, which they're not. They're not a bad team. They're not even close to the Grand Canyon, so I don't know how they get that name. <laughs> yeah, they did lose um, game two and game three. They lost in twelve innings, twelve to eleven, and they lost four to two. So they did drop out of the top twenty-five rankings. They play Arizona on. Oh no, they lost to Arizona as well. They lost to them on Tuesday. Wow. They suck against Arizona teams. You should just come to Arizona State, dude. <laughs> Connor, any last comments you want to make? Nope. All right. Well, that'll do it for us. That'll do it for this episode, episode 27 of Talking With Beauties. It's going to be a long one, but appreciate you guys listening. This won't be the normal format just because it's going to be a lot of games to get through if we do it. We're like do it every day. Week. So, <laughs> no, we are not going to make this an everyday thing. So, <laughs> This, this is a rare one where we're going to talk about all the games here. So we'll probably we'll change out the format so it makes it a lot easier to listen to. So thank you guys for listening. If you guys listened this far, check out the socials. I'll leave the link in the description down below, and we'll see you guys next week.